and uh, praise his great name. Let's pray together. Amen. Father, we give you thanks, Lord, for this day that you've given us. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to come, Lord, in this fashion to open your word, to, to look together at your word. And we pray that by your power tonight that you would breathe, that you would enable us to speak and to hear the word of the Lord. And we ask, Lord, that, that you would give us ears, that you would open hearts. And Father, we're praying tonight, O oh God, that you would, Lord, just come, Lord, to every home and every life and just encourage us at this time, Lord. We thank you that you are the Prince of Peace in a world that's filled with trouble and fear. We thank you that we are anchored in Jesus. We thank you that our feet are upon that rock, which is Christ. And we pray tonight in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would give help, Lord, just to both preach your word and to hear your word. Oh God, we pray, Lord, giving you thanks for Ivor tonight. Thank you for touching his life, for spurring his life. Pray that you would raise him up to full health and strength. Lord, we ask again, Lord, oh Father, that Lord, there would be a deep reality, a Lord, a deep work in his life, Lord, a deep, a, a deep impression that you would make upon him, Lord, that he would glow for Jesus, that he would, Lord, come forth, Lord, as a mighty testimony for you, Lord. And we pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, we just give you thanks again for this couple, Lord, that have come to know you as Savior just in that mission. We thank you for our brother Stephen Riddle. Pray your blessing upon him, Lord. But Lord, most of all, we thank you for saving these two precious souls, Lord, and we pray, Lord, would you just cover them and, Lord, fill them with your power, with your spirit, and use them, Lord, as trophies of your grace, Lord. Oh, God, we pray for Andy Cherry tonight, Lord, we often prayed for this man, Lord, much prayer has gone up over many years, and, oh, God, we just pray tonight in the name of Jesus that you would, Lord, bring conviction, Lord, deep conviction upon that life, Lord's true repentance, Lord, we pray, O oh God, touch him, Lord, in his body, Lord, at this time of sickness. But, O oh God, we're just praying for that soul, Lord, his precious soul, Lord, that you would save him, Lord, in the name of Jesus. So, God, we give you all the glory and all the praise tonight, Lord, praying for all the fellowship, all those at home, Lord, every family, every home. Lord, we're just praying and pleading the precious blood of Jesus over every life, Oh, Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that our hope is in Jesus. And Lord, we just ask, Lord, would you fill every one of us with the power of the Spirit of God? Lord, we pray that this time, Lord, Lord, would be a profitable time, Lord. It would be a time, Lord, where we'd, Lord, we'd seek you, Lord, where we cry on to you, Lord, where, Lord, we get into a new place with you, Lord. Oh, Father, we're praying, Lord, that as, as everything is being stripped away, Lord. Oh, God, we just pray, Lord, for that, that fresh consecration of hearts, Lord. Lord, we pray, oh God, that you would renew us in mind, Lord. Lord, we pray we keep our focus, Lord. Lord, we pray you'd increase our faith. Oh, Father, we pray, Lord, for that love of Christ, Lord, that, Lord, it truly would fill every life, Lord. Lord, we just thank you tonight for who you are. We thank you for all that you mean to each one of us. And we just praise and give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Just remember the announcements again, just for the rest of the week, as the Lord permits, we uh, again tomorrow night, the live stream with the Lighthouse Club with Andy and Ruth. And then on Sunday, Sunday morning at 11 and Sunday evening at 6.30, just again, God willing, uh, the live stream services. Also, we just give the Lord thanks and pray uh, just that you continue to give as the Lord has blessed. And just, you know, there's means to give there on the website. You go down and find how you can give, continue to give as unto the Lord your tithe. 
and your offering through uh, the online banking or the PayPal or you can post a check in. So we just encourage the saints to continue to give, to give on to the Lord and give into the Lord's work. And we know the Lord will bless our giving. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles tonight, I want us to turn and continue on with Psalm 46. We looked at it last week as an introduction. God is our refuge and our strength. Psalm chapter 46. If you turn there and that we're going to read the whole Psalm together. Praise the Lord. Psalm chapter 46, beginning to read at verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be moved and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, and though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow, and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. And we know the Lord will bless the reading of his word tonight. Praise the Lord. Last week we looked at this song, a song in a time, a song in a time of trouble. God is, praise God, is our refuge and God is our strength. God is our refuge and God is our strength. And tonight, just the next phrase in the first verse, it says that God is a very present help in trouble, a very present help in trouble. We read something here that really should bring great encouragement to our hearts, to the heart of every believer, and gives us hope in a time of trouble. We are in a day of trouble. This is a day of trouble. Everywhere we read, everywhere we look, and everything that we listen to, it's speaking of trouble. But tonight we give the Lord thanks that in the midst of trouble, we have a God who is our help. He is our helper in this particular season, a very present help in trouble. Not just a help in trouble, and that is encouraging, but the Bible here says, the psalmist writes, that God is our refuge and God is a very present help in time of trouble. Very present. These two words changes the whole understanding that not only is God going to be our helper in such a time. And as we look at these couple of words tonight, God is, God is, that's what he is. God is our refuge. 
God is our hope. God is our strength. But God is a very present God in a time, in a time of trouble. We are in trouble. The nations are in trouble. The land is in trouble. We are living in a season, brothers and sisters, of turmoil and trouble. We have been told in this last days, warned and foretold by God and by the Lord himself in scripture, that in these days will be a tribulation or a turmoil upon the nations of the earth, a distress on the nations of the earth like we have not seen yet before. And we are now beginning to enter in to that season. It's, it's like there's a sense we're going into something and there is no return. But we do give the Lord thanks tonight that God, our God, is on the throne, that Jesus Christ is far above all principality and power. All power belongs to him in heaven and in earth. And there's something wonderful about the God that we serve, this great almighty God that we serve. The psalmist says, now, number one, he is a refuge. That means there's a place of hope. There's a place of shelter in the midst of the storm. But also that our God is a strength to those that are weak in the midst. And also, he says, a very present help in trouble. God is, that's what he is, a very present help in trouble. Now, this word, I just want to break it up with you tonight for a few moments but this Hebrew word, if you study the word very, in the Hebrew, it is an adverb. And an adverb is a word used to modify a verb or an adjective or another adverb. And the meaning here, according to Strong's, is the quantity of the help. This Hebrew word you'll find 300 times in the Old Testament. And most of the time when it's translated from the Hebrew into the English is the words exceedingly or greatly. In other words, it's given you the idea of the quantity of which that help is. Exceedingly or greatly, our God is a very present help in a time of trouble. So when you put very and you put this word present, the word present simply means to appear or to come forth. Let me just put it in another way. He greatly appears or presents himself to help us. That's what God is in a time of trouble. There's a greatness of the appearance of God in a particular time to help his people. And that word helped, just so we grasp it tonight, that word help means to aid us or to aid us in our time of need. In the current crisis we've heard just over these last number of weeks as the governments of this world are attempting to bring aid to the nations through great packages, announcements of enormous amounts of money being released in order to bring aid. I think it was the United States that released $2.1 trillion to try and shore up the economy, to help the individuals, our own United Kingdom government have released 350 billion pounds to aid the individuals, the companies and the individuals and to shore up the economy. The psalmist says this in Psalm chapter 60 and verse 11, 11 
Lord God, give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. We need, we need God's help in this hour. And thank God we do have a helper, and his name is Jesus. And praise God, he is willing to come to the aid of his bride, his church, by the power of the Holy Ghost. We are living in such an hour and in such a day that we are about to witness, I believe, the great appearance of Christ by the power of the Holy Ghost amongst the church of Jesus Christ to revive her, to aid her, to help her, to fill her, to strengthen her, to bring her forth in these last moments of time. It is in a time not of peace, not a time of calm, not a time of smooth waters, not a time of the mountain tops, but it's in the time of trouble that there's something awesome about the God that we serve, that he manifests his great power, himself will come in all his glory to aid us in the midst of trouble. Jesus said these words in John chapter 14 and verse 18. I just want you to turn to it, read it tonight. John 14 and verse 18. Here are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to his followers in the context of his departure, that he would leave, that he would go to the cross, that he would die, that he would be buried, that he would rise again, that he would ascend into glory. And as the disciples looked amongst themselves, and they wondered, what shall we do? How shall we survive? What will we look to? Where will our strength come? And Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 18, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Thank God for the word of God tonight. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. That's a promise in God's word tonight. That's a promise that we can stand on. That's a promise from the Christ that we love himself. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. The, the word comfortless simply means, and you might find this in some of the other translations other than the King James, but I will not leave you as orphans. I will not leave you bereaved. I will not leave you without a father because I will come to you. I will be to you everything that you need me to be, but I will not abandon my people. I will not leave them in the time of trouble. I will not forsake them. I will be with them even to the very end of the world. What a Savior we have tonight. What a God we serve tonight. That God is our refuge and God is our strength and God is a very present help in trouble. He greatly manifests his presence in a time of great need. And this is an hour, brothers and sisters, this is an hour of great need. This is an hour of great trouble. This is an hour of great turmoil. But I believe it's in days like this, according to the word of the Lord, that our God manifests his power. He manifests his presence. That Jesus comes to us in a very particular and a very peculiar way. He greatly manifests his presence and helps his people in a time of trouble. How does he do it? 
I will come to you. I will appear to you. I will be all to you all that you need. We know that this very moment that Jesus Christ, when he ascended up into heaven, he sat down at the right hand of the Father up in glory. There he sits tonight. He's crying with many crimes, the Lamb upon the throne. But he has not left us as orphans on this planet. We have been adopted into the family of God. We are the children of the Most High God. And he has given us, he has given us the Comforter. In John chapter 14 and verse 16, just a couple of verses before, this is what he said. I will pray the Father and he shall give you another Comforter. Thank God he's not left us as orphans. But when he ascended up into heaven and sat down, he has promised us that he shall give us another comforter that he would abide with you this is the promise the comforter would abide with you forever the comforter as the hymn writer says the comforter has come oh spread the tidings round the comforter the blessed holy spirit the comforter hallelujah the comforter has come john 14 and 26 jesus said this but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in the name of Jesus Christ, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. The Comforter, I will not leave you as orphans. I will pray and send you the Comforter. He will abide with you forever. And Jesus says that the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in the name of Jesus Christ, he will teach us all things and bring to remembrance whatsoever things I have said unto you. In the Amplified Version, verse 26 reads like this, But the Helper, the Comforter, the Advocate, the Intercessor, the Counselor, the Strengthener, the Standby, that's the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach us all things. He will help you. Here's our help. This is what the Psalmist is referring to when he says a very present help. The Holy Ghost will help you. Remember everything that I have told you. Peace, then he said, I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you. Not as the word gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. You know, we know that there is a real fear. There's fear all around us. It's like there's a canopy of fear that has swept over the land. But brothers and sisters and those who are in Christ tonight, praise God, we are not to be afraid. We are not to let our hearts be troubled. How is that possible? Is it just by saying the words? Is it just by holding on and crossing our fingers? No, brothers and sisters, there's a real Holy Ghost. There's a real power. There's a real comforter that has come in the name of Jesus. It's the promise of the Father. 
and he will bring the peace of God into our hearts and we live by faith in the word of God. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. Here the word comforter is the Greek word parakletos, that is the intercessor or the consoler. Praise God tonight when the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of truth comes, he's going to guide us into all truth. He will not speak of himself, but whatsoever the Holy Ghost will hear, not shall he speak. And he will show us, this is what he does, this is so important, John 16 and 13. He will show us the things that are to come. We must bound through the, 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 the eyes of faith. We must see beyond. We're living in a real world. There's a real crisis. There's a real virus. But through the eyes of faith, we must see beyond this present realm. We must see beyond. The Holy Ghost is going to reveal to us the things that are to come, that's the word of God. The Holy Ghost will put an end to the hearts of believers across the world according to the word of God. The things that are going to come, the things that are going to happen. We are now entering into a period of time. We know we are. We've been warned. We've been told. We've been forewarned in scripture. But now we are entering into a season and a time. We are not going back to the days when everything was booming and everything was wonderful. We are now entering into a period of time. I believe it's the most exciting time in the history of mankind. Yes, there's going to be calamities. Yes, there's going to be things that are happening that we've never seen. But for the church of Jesus Christ, we've been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. This is not the time for to have no oil in our lamps. It's not the time to be asleep. It's not to be a time of slumber. Praise God, we're entering into a time here, brothers and sisters. We have been brought to the kingdom for this time. And through the eyes of faith, we'll see the things that are beginning to come upon the face of this planet. We know according to God's word that he will come, that there will be events that will unfold, that men will wonder, that men will live in fear, that men will not know where to turn. But for the church of Jesus Christ, we have the promise of the comforter that he will be with us even to the very end. Here's what he will do. The comforter will glorify Jesus and Jesus only. He will receive of mine and he will show it to you. The revelation of everything of who Jesus is. What happens in trouble will come to you in a moment. But what happens in a season of trouble when God himself, Jesus Christ, comes greatly to manifest himself in a time of turmoil. We get a revelation of everything of who this Christ is. We might have been just sailing along in our boats and everything has been fine and dandy. But brothers and sisters, when the storms come, when the troubles come, when the rains come, when the winds blow, brothers and sisters, there's a revelation comes in the midst of that storm. And it's a revelation of the wonder and the glory and the power of Almighty Jesus Christ. Here he reveals to us, he will glorify me. He will receive of mine. He will show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. 
Therefore said I that he shall take up mine. And what will he do? He's going to show it unto you. Here is the work and the function of the Comforter. Everything of who Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. Everything that he has accomplished through the cross. Everything of who and the wonder and the glory and the riches of Jesus Christ. Seated up in heaven tonight at the right hand of the Father. Everything of who this Christ is can only be brought to us and communicated to us by the power of the Holy Ghost. Here in this time, the high priestly role of Jesus will be communicated to you and I by the Holy Ghost who is our comforter. He will comfort us with bringing us the revelation of everything of who Jesus is. In Hebrews chapter 4 we see this priestly role. Hebrews 4 and 14 says these words, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet he's without sin. Let us therefore come boldly because of this unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. And what a day we're in, what a needy are. It's a needy hour. But we know that by the power of the Holy Ghost communicating to us that we have a great high priest in glory. One that is touched with the feelings of our weaknesses, our infirmities, our fears, and everything of what this natural man will experience. Jesus Christ knows all about it. And then he reveals to us that we can come boldly to the throne of grace, that we would obtain mercy and find grace. There's that word help, a helper in a time of need. We have a help in the midst of this trouble. We have a helper whose name is Jesus, communicated to us by the power of the Holy Ghost. The Comforter has come. Jesus said in John 14 and 27, we've read it already, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the word giveth, give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. What was the context? Because I will send you the Comforter. Thank God that the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, thank God that the Comforter has come. Thank God that on the day of Pentecost, when they were all gathered into that upper room, 120 men and women who had, who had walked with the Lord, who had communicated with Him in His earthly ministry, who had wandered, who, had, who had, had deserted Him, who had turned from Him, but gathered into that upper room, 
He sent the Comforter into that upper room and the Comforter came and brought all the revelation of who Jesus Christ and filled every vessel with the power of the Holy Spirit and they went out into those streets. Brothers and sisters, I believe that we're on the verge. There's many prophecies being fulfilled in these days in which we're living. Strange days is what you hear everywhere. Unusual times is what you hear everywhere. But everything of what we're seeing is a fulfillment of prophecy. But there's one prophecy I believe we're on the verge of seeing. And that is in the last days, an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. God will rend the heavens. God will pour out His Spirit upon His people one more time. Yes, there'll be turmoil and increase of wickedness. Yes, there'll be turmoil. There'll be, there'll be the change of climate. There'll be pestilence. There'll be famines. There'll be wars. There'll be rumors of wars. But we see the fulfillment of Scripture, the fulfillment of prophecy, the gathering again of Israel onto their land. We see everything coming to pass. And brothers and sisters, Sisters, praise the Lord. There's an outpouring of the Holy Ghost in these last days. He greatly appears to help us. That's the Holy Ghost. Not time, as has already been said, is not in a time of peace. It's not in a time of harmony. It's not in a time when all is calm. It's not in a time of going through the smooth waters. But it is a unique time. But thank God for a time of trouble. It's in this time of trouble that there's a great appearance, a great manifestation of God who is a refuge, of God who is a strength, and of God who is a help in the times of trouble. We find two great revelations in trouble. You know, for so long, you know, for so long we've seen, in many respects, a Christianity that's unmoved by a lost world. We have seen a, a largely a tick box Christianity. Largely, we've seen an apathy. And coming up even to these times, for for some years now, we've seen we've seen a deadness. We've seen an apathy. We've seen a backsliddenness. We've seen a change even amongst the, the people of God. We've seen a worldliness. We've seen, we've seen a mixture that comes into the church. We've seen all the gimmicks and all the things that have come. And we realize, God, something must awaken the church to the day in which we're living. There's a world that's going to hell as fast as it can. But yet prayer meetings are empty. Mission offerings are down. People want to live for themselves. They don't want to give or sacrifice any longer. It's become so much of a self-serving religion that just we add Jesus into our lives, but he's not our all in all. I don't say that for everyone, but we've just been concerned for many years praying and prayer means sometimes have been empty and, and the concern for, for souls has been it's been just so shallow and brothers and sisters the trouble has come and the trouble is important it has it has to be this way God is in control and in trouble in a time of testing you all know on a personal basis like like we do but it's in those times you, you find out something really, two things you really find out in the midst of trouble. We get a revelation. 
We get a revelation of everything of what we are. We realize that in the midst of deep trouble, I'm not talking about that, you know, you've just, you've just done something silly or tripped over a chair or, or just closed your finger in the door. I'm talking about when you go into a deep season of trouble, of turmoil, times of great despair, times when darkness comes to seem to veil his face, times when you, you're plummeted in, you find out something, the first revelation that comes to us often is we have a revelation of everything of what we are. We realize our weaknesses, we realize our fears, we, we realize that we're not all what we portray that we sometimes think we are. We get a revelation of how weak we are. We're weak and when we're prone to wonder, we're prone to leave a God that, that loves us. We're prone to, to fall into sin and the backslide. We find out something that in trouble that we're not so great after all. But in that midst of trouble, we also thank God Find that there is a God that's faithful. That there's a God that never leaves us nor forsakes us. We get a revelation. We see more clearly not only ourselves, but we see more clearly, more importantly, everything of how wonderful Jesus is. We see something of the beauty of Jesus. We see something of the wonder of Christ. We see something of the wonder of why he gave his life for worms such as we and that he saved us and kept us by his almighty power. We read those stories, those accounts in the Gospels and the Lord Jesus Christ and his followers, those disciples, we are so like them. We, we, we are just men, just so like those disciples. We're women just like those followers of the Lord, those disciples of the Lord but we see it so often in scripture as Jesus is, is, is bringing a revelation to them of everything that they are and everything that he wants to get out of them and replace it with him in them and we see it in Matthew 14 those storms are, are a prime example in Matthew 14 and 24 it tells us there that the ship that the disciples were in where it was now in the midst of the sea, and it was tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary, the wind was against them. We, we see here that the, the disciples, by the divine purpose of Almighty God, has entered into a season, has entered into a time where, where they're now being tossed about with waves in the midst of the sea. And then we hear and read that Jesus came walking on the water. Thank God he is the master of the seas. And Jesus in verse 27, when he speaks to them says, It is I, be of good cheer, be not afraid. Now when Peter recognizes that it's Jesus, he's about to get a revelation of everything of who Christ is. But he's also going to get a revelation of everything of who he is. And we are so like this man, Peter. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thy, bid me come unto thee unto the water. And the Lord said, come. Now you think about it for a moment. The Lord Jesus Christ, he is fully God in the flesh. Here we see the almighty God in human flesh. It is impossible, it cannot happen, but by a miracle, by a supernatural power, 
Jesus Christ is walking upon the water. Here he is, Almighty God, in the flesh, fully God and fully man. He is walking. He bids Peter, who says, Lord, praise the Lord. We're in the midst of this storm. Lord, if it's you, you bid me to come. I'll come to you. And the Lord says to Peter, I want you to come. And Peter steps out of the boat. Brothers and sisters, I believe we are on a step out of the boat in the coming days. I believe we are about to step out of, and I mean in that boat sense, all of that religious form, all of that dead service, all of that backsliddenness, all of that tradition, all of that which has brought a death into the house of God. We are about to step out into something completely new and something completely fresh. But the Lord knows we will not do one step unless the power of the Holy Ghost is upon us and unless we're kept by the power of Almighty God. It tells us here that Peter, when he was come down out of the ship, praise the Lord, the Lord knew that in that frail body, a man created by God, God himself, Jesus, looking at this man, knew that every step he took, by one step alone, he was completely trusting in and he was completely reliant upon the supernatural almighty power of God. You cannot walk in water, but Peter stepped down onto that water and he began to walk on the water to Jesus. Jesus is about to show Peter something about himself and show Peter something about everything of who Jesus is. When he saw the wind, and friends, if we're watching the wind, if we're watching the waves, I'm going to tell you, we'll just be like Peter. We're going to be filled with fear. If you're watching everything that's going on, consuming your life and consuming your mind with everything that's happening in this world, I have no doubt you're just like every other man and woman. That fear is going to come in to your heart. Once Peter looked away, he began to sink. And then it says he was afraid and he cried out in the midst of that, Lord, would you save me? The Bible says in Matthew 14, 31, and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, laid hold of Peter, said unto him, Now here's the revelation, O thou of little faith, Wherefore didst thou doubt? That's a question. Here is the revelation that we need to grasp in this day. Peter, you have little faith. He had great courage. He stepped out of the boat. He walked on the water. But as soon as he seen the waves and the winds, he began to sink. The Lord Jesus Christ was going to show Peter something that was going to be crucial in this man's life. This fisherman that was quick to act, that was quick to speak. But God was going to show him something that in that life for everything that God had purposed, everything that God had planned, everything that God had for this man Peter, brothers and sisters, God was teaching him that day that you're going to need me for every step. You're going to need me for everything that you do and every plan that you make. You're going to align everything with me and God Almighty will be your strength and be your portion. It tells us here, the revelation came to Peter. 
O thou of little faith, Peter, Peter, O thou of little faith, God wanted to remove something from Peter's life. Do you know what that was? What he wants to remove in so many lives today. God wants to remove fear out of our hearts. He wants to replace fear with faith in Christ and in Christ alone. God wants to purge out of the church all that fear, the fear of man, the fear of failure, the fear of people, the fear of what people think. God wants to take it out of the church and infuse the church with a faith in Christ alone. Not only is there a revelation of who we are, but in Matthew 14, 31, when Jesus called him and said, O thou of little fear, verse 32, when they were come into the ship, the Bible says that the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of a truth, Thou art the Son of God. In another storm they said, What manner of man is this? We get a revelation of us, but we get, more importantly, a revelation of everything of who this Christ really is. What manner of man is this? This truly is the Son of God. Oh, how the church, how we need a revelation of Jesus and Jesus alone. How we need a revelation of this man that stills the storms, that walks in the water, that raises the dead, that heals the leper, that delivers the oppressed, that sets the captive free. How we need a revelation of the risen, glorious, magnified, the glorified Son of God seated at the right hand of the Father. How we need the Holy Ghost to communicate to our hearts that Jesus Christ is on the throne, praise the Lord, and he will remember his own. He had a glorious plan for these men. Christ's eternal sacrifice was approaching. His resurrection and his ascension was at hand. And these petrified disciples were going to be the vessels by which God had chosen to lead the line, as it were. I'm sure in worldly terms, that they would not be chosen to lead the line in the crisis. They wouldn't be the ones that would be hand-picked to stand behind podiums or in streets to be the ones that were going to stand up for Jesus and proclaim the unsearchable riches of Christ. I'm sure if there was a lineup in the church today, very few people would pick, would pick these disciples. But thank God tonight that the calling and the giftings of God are without repentance. You may not pick that man, but if God has chosen him, if God has arrested him, if God has put his hand upon him, it is God that chooses and it is God that it raises up. Whether men like it or whether men don't like it, that's completely irrelevant. But when God lays his hand on a vessel and makes that vessel into a fisher of men, I believe God's going to do it, brothers and sisters in these days there are countless men and women not even saved at this present time are about to be brought into the kingdom and they're going to be raised up as trophies of grace they'll lead the line in evangelism they'll go into the highways and the byways the church is set comfortable it's had all its money has all its pews has all its all its stuff but in a moment God will raise up a mighty army that will march through the land for Jesus Christ. He had a glorious plan 
He had a glorious plan. The trouble reveals everything of what he wants to remove in our lives and increase our faith. God is our refuge and he is our strength. He greatly manifests himself in a time of trouble. You see, the trouble is to prepare us for his eternal purpose. Can you see? Can you see beyond the virus, not just in time, but in the purposes of God? Can you see that God in these days is working, that God is, that God is doing a work in your life and my life? It's with this knowledge that in these days, as we turn to the word of the Lord, we know that in the midst of trouble, he is greatly manifested by the power of the Holy Ghost to help us. He is the comforter. Paul writes these words, I'll close with this, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 2. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in trouble. When God wants to comfort, when God comes to comfort those, then he also wants us to be a comfort. We want to comfort those that are, that are living in fear, that are not knowing where to turn with the comfort that we have received. It's not for ourselves. It's not for us to be selfish and to be bound up in ourselves and say, well, I'm okay. But it is with that comfort that we're to comfort others that are in trouble. By the comfort where we with ourselves are comforted of God. Verse 5 says, For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring, enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and your salvation. Whatever it is, whatever my lot, whatever is happening, whether there's affliction or comfort, we have the comforter, the Holy Ghost. And when we've been comforted with the Holy Ghost, it's crucial as the church of Jesus Christ that we share that comfort, that we comfort others with the same comfort. We are in a time of trouble, but praise the Lord, it's in those times that we have a God that greatly, that wonderfully, that gloriously desires to appear and be our help. Thank God our help is from the Lord. We can look up to the hills tonight, for whence cometh our help? Our help cometh, our help cometh. Fear is the help of man, but our help cometh, praise God, from the Lord. May we take these words, and may we, with the comfort that we receive, comfort others in the name of Jesus. Let us pray together tonight. Father, we give you thanks, and we give you praise, for your eternal purposes are being worked out at this time in every life. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would strengthen us. Lord, that we would truly know and have a full revelation fresh of everything of who this Christ is. 
Lord, that we will truly know that the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, would comfort every life, would comfort every home. We would truly know that the Comforter has visited our houses and our lives and our families. Lord, with the same comfort that we receive, that we would comfort others. Father, we pray, Lord, for even those that are in great fear tonight. Lord, we thank you. We can turn to Jesus. We can cast all our care upon you, for you care for us. And we pray that whatever you need to get out of us and remove from us, Lord, the fear and the uncertainty, Lord. Oh, Father, we pray to be a purge and out of everything of that, Lord. And Lord, you'd fill our lives. You'd increase our faith. Lord, you'd anoint our eyes to see, our ears to hear. Oh, Father, we pray, would you bring forth a people for your glory in these days. Oh, God, a church refined and a church revived. Lord, a church restored, oh, God. Oh, Father, we pray tonight, Lord, do what you need to do, Lord. We thank you that you're in control. And, Lord, we give you the glory and the praise tonight. Bless everyone. Bless your people, Lord. Bless your word to your hearts, Lord. May there be much fruit from it. We ask all these mercies in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening tonight. Amen.